This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to The Blank Podcast, the podcast where we talk to well-known guests about their lives, their careers and those difficult moments along the way. I'm Giles Prado-Phillips and with me in his cabin for the 200th episode is yeah. Jim Daly. Hello, happy 200 to you Giles. Happy 200 to you, I raise a can of Coke in your I've general got, direction. Mm, I've got a hot honey lemon and ginger because oh, I've nice. got to start. Well, I've got the start of some sort of cold ah, thing shit. happening. So I did a little sniff there just to like make it really ram it home. Um, <laughs> I do like a honey lemon and ginger. I, I would drink it normally. To be fair. So, have you got like a tea bag that's uh, no. those flavours? No, it's I've literally got chunks of ginger, <laughs> a squeeze of half a lime, uh, no, a lemon, and uh, some some honey. Is it quite yeah. potent? The ginger. It's not too bad, actually. Mm. What you should have in it is turmeric as well. That's yes. the other thing, that's which I did have. I met a friend during the week, and we had a, this kind of thing but with turmeric, and it was like bright yellow, but it's um, apparently really, really good for you. I, should, I probably should have put some of that in, but oh, it's too late now. Anyway, turmeric is, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, um, well, we, we had a guest on to it telling us about it, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Of Robson Khan, though, it's like a magical substance that can hate. Oh, I've let repair. Hal down. I feel like I've let him down. Yeah, because you should be drinking his, like... You yeah, know, Elictus or whatever it's called. Yeah, I need mm. to reach out to him. Maybe I can get some turmeric from him and tell him that I've got a cold. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was hoping we might get some like uh, some examples, but that never happened. Anyway, um, I'm going to find his email. Then. Um, anyway, <laughs> two hundred. I know Here we are. I know. One. And this is like quite experimental because we're actually kind of recording the whole thing in real time. We're going to drop clips in like it's a radio show. Yeah, and it's going to be quite exciting. And you know, we like to fly by the seat of our pants. On this we do. We love it. We absolutely love it. So we, I mean, we are we are pant flyers, aren't we? Panty <laughs> flyers. Um, this so for two hundred, we've decided. First of all, we should apologise because um, it's it's Saturday. 
Yeah. And it's not Tuesday. Uh, famously, Saturday is not Tuesday. So we should apologize mm. to our listeners uh, that we are late this week. Um, various scheduling. We're both very yeah. busy. And it's just one of those weeks. And, and also, it's 200th episode. And we were trying to work out what to do for it. And we've decided on doing this clip show, essentially. Yeah. Um, to commemorate 200 episodes and p- picking over some of our favorite bits. But we apologize. It's a bit late in the week. We hope it's worth the wait. Um, but yeah, we are a bit later than than normal so apologies for that yeah i guess some people will think ah oh, it's a best of show uh, uh what a disappointment <laughs> i i thought they were going to get the obamas on for the 200 episodes the that obamas did... we just couldn't make it work scheduling wise yeah. but our schedules are too busy busy that's the problem yeah, so, yeah they were I mean, really they... free actually yeah i mean they were just i mean they were gonna fly over and everything um yeah. we were like no we can do it remotely and um 300th maybe i think we'll make it well, 250 yeah, maybe, yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll work it out with the obamas yeah, at some point yeah yeah so yeah our schedules are obviously too much but yeah it's well it's you know it's been lovely kind of reminiscing on all these brilliant episodes that we've had yeah. and uh wow we I mean, we've been doing this four years now four years four and a half four and a half, four and a half well yeah. what was it? it was september 2018 mm. it all around, didn't it? in fact that's when, that's when the idea was germinating yes so nearly nearly four and a half years yeah long time mm. long, think how much the world has changed in that for in those goodness four years. it's been a oh god it's been a term the world's got worse we've got better well, you got... say that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got slightly better. The world's got much worse, mm. I would say, in that four and a half years. But yeah, 200 episodes to go back through. Uh, and we're going to pick out some of our sort of best bits. And, and also, unlike a clip show, mm. we're going to actually give some sort of director's cut yeah. behind the scenes info alongside. So it's not, think of, this is more of a director's cut on the dvd than it is a, like a simpsons clip show yeah so we could we're going to explain what where we did these and how we did them and how they came about and all that kind of stuff and yeah being in the room with these people so yeah this is uh yeah like a little behind the scenes as you say you? yeah i'd say it's more yeah i i it almost feels like a patron episode but do you know what it's we're for gonna, everybody we'll give it to everybody because we're, we're yeah. generous like that exactly we plus, we, plus we couldn't get a really good guest <laughs> <laughs> i well Let's just crack on. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything to say at that moment. Shall we? Shall we start with our first clip then? Um, mm. This is actually this is quite a sort of poignant one, really, yeah. isn't it? Because it comes off the back of the news that that John Motson, iconic football broadcaster, yeah. passed away this week. And obviously, John was the guest on the podcast about eighteen months ago, Something roughly like end of twenty eleven. So we figured it would be a good place for us to start. Because he was a fantastic guest, wasn't he? Well, I remember when we jumped on with him, he said, John Motson here. And I thought like we were, he was in like Sunderland <laughs> reporting on Sunderland <laughs> Fulham like or something. Football Focus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Football Focus. And I felt like, you know, for a second, I was like Gary Lineker asking him where he was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was, that was great. And um, yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, like you say, uh, an icon of the, of the British footballing fraternity, like, uh, uh, I guess a, a, a remarkable broadcaster, but also his his knowledge of football just un, unsurpassed. Really, um, you know, he was a stato for sure. And uh, yeah, like well, I mean, we asked him various different questions, but also about his life and his career. And it was you know it was fantastic to spend that time with him. And um, you know that voice. I mean, that voice alone. You know, it's one of those yeah. British institutions, really. Well, it's weaved into like the fabric of you know your football, the football culture in the, not in the just in the country, but for us as well. So it was a bit like when we had John Simpson on. It's kind of weird, like hearing that voice 
chat yeah. to you that you've heard through the TV or radio so many times. I, I, I loved chatting with, I'm obviously as a football nerd and trying to cram football into every episode, it was joyous for that reason. But I remember thinking like he seemed, he was very self-deprecating and, and he seemed to talk a lot about sort of luck and just like being in the right place at the right time. And I wasn't that good. And I just, and, and, and it's amazing because obviously, obviously he's the best. So it's just interesting that humility is still sort of coming across. I wonder if that's one of the reasons that people like him get so far that they are humble really. And they just sort of crack on like it is the first day again. I thought that was, that was really, really lovely to hear from that, um, from him and really just, it's just nice to meet people that are, that are literally the best in the world at the top of their game being so lovely. Um, my favourite bit, though, was was <laughs> without like trying to be too rude to the older generation, struggling with the technology of uh, <laughs> of doing the pod. I think it was his first pod. He's done. I think it was his first pod he'd ever done over Zoom. I think. Yeah, I think it was his first pod. I mean, he's done stuff for talk sport but i don't know if right. he actually ever done a podcast so i mean it, it, i think he'd done what i'd see you'd sent me a link to him doing oh, one okay other, but it was in the room with someone right okay an ex-pro a goalkeeper who does his own i can't remember who it was now does his own podcast but this is the first time over zoom i think that he'd he, done one he wasn't podcast proficient that's that's no you know, but he embraced it he really absolutely. embraced it and there's a moment and you can see it if it's on our instagram it might not be i might put it on or our twitter where we did the photo at the end yeah and he can't. We kind of cut off. Like, how to get in frame? Yeah. And we, we, we we were going. No, John, down a bit, down, up a bit, down a bit, left a bit. And we that'll like, do. do. you know what? That'll do. <laughs> a blessing. But he was, uh, he was really willing. I yeah, think. And he was a good really sport. Lovely. Even so, he would have been at, the, uh, at that point, seventy-five, maybe at that mm. point. I think he was seventy-seven when he passed. Maybe seventy-five, seventy-six. It would have absolutely had no issues with him say, either saying no or being a bit grumpy or just like, I'm not doing a photo, whatever. He was really, as you say, a good sport, really willing, a pleasure to deal with off the camera and off air as much as on it. So it was mm. really just a lovely all-round experience having him on. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So here's a lovely little clip um, from John and um, telling us a bit about what he does. Yeah, des- desperately. I used to watch the video over and over again when I came home and used to replay the incident and worry about what I should have said and why I missed what I missed. And, oh, Giles, it was, uh, it was difficult that, you know, you, you never did. The problem was you were never going to do the perfect commentary. So, so that you could get as near to it as you could, but you, there was always going to be one little thing that stuck in your mind that wasn't, wasn't absolutely perfect. Yeah. There you go. You see that, that imposter syndrome, even a master of his craft. Mad and 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 I do think I heard another commentator, I think it was Conor McNamara on a different podcast this week, saying similar thing. I think they are perfectionists, aren't they? You're talking about there is a bit of um, imposter syndrome in there. There's a healthy dollop of perfectionism. Mm. They're always trying to be the best, and I think they do. Of all the professions, I think they beat themselves up the most. When actually, a lot of what they say during the game. And like I said, try and frame this in the nicest way possible. People aren't really listening. <laughs> they're they're listening in the big moments, but actually, it's 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 just there. And mm. I think it's a, it's a comfort for people listening at home. Radio is different, I guess, but like watching on TV, it's the big moments where they shine. Uh, and I think yeah, nine times out of ten, most commentators get those bang on. I can't really think of any commentator howlers. So, but it's interesting that they are clearly hard on themselves. And and John obviously was, but maybe that's the reason that he became so good. Yeah, and I think it's probably that that attention to detail. I mean, obviously 
he's famous for making lots of notes and stuff. I mean, I think a lot of commentators do, obviously, mm. um, on each player and, and the referees and the ground and the history of the club and various different things. You've got to try and segue in. And like you say, I think slightly different with radio because you have to kind of literally describe the action completely. But with TV, it's a different kind of skill. And obviously you're working with a co-anchor and all that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah, a, a, a very... Um, eye-opening kind of uh or ear-opening kind of uh talk with john and and like you say always surprising when you hear people who are th- so good at what they do kind of having that self-doubt and and being open about it ear-opening sounds a lot more painful than i it does a little bit yeah it, does. it sounds quite aggressive sounds quite intrusive ear-opening mm, um does. but yeah lovely guy absolute icon and i guess we were his first and last uh, podcast over Zoom. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously our thoughts and um, wishes with his um, yeah. family and friends at this time are very difficult. And um, yeah, yeah, we wish them well. And uh, yeah, a much missed, yeah, uh, um, will be a much missed voice um, across football. You can only see that with the outpouring of love from the football community I and mean, the number yeah. of tweets and, and, and stuff we've seen from, from everybody, from regular fans to sort of prominent people. So hugely missed. And it was a, it was a real honour having him on the pod. It really, really was. Mm. And it was not just that. It was a joy. You know, it was an mm. absolutely joyous hour or so talking to him. So I think that's one of those ones where we feel very privileged, don't we, to, mm. to have had him on. So, and yeah, and all our thoughts go up to uh, John's friends and family. Yeah. Girls, you love cooking, don't you? You're a big fan of cooking at home. I love cooking, and I love cooking from scratch. Well, do you know what? I love it too. Unfortunately, I'm not very good at it, which is why I use Gusto. Have you heard of Gusto? Do you use them? Yeah, I love Gusto, Jim. Honestly, it's so good because you get all these recipes, you get all the ingredients you need, and you can choose. i tell you what, this is the greatest thing. You can choose from over 250 recipes every month. It is good. Yeah, I mean, there's so much choice. I've been using Gusto pretty much since the start of lockdown. And it's made me the most average of home chefs, basically turn me into Gordon Ramsay. Because everything's there for you. You get, you get all the ingredients, you get with the right measurements, you get really clear, easy to follow instructions. And before you know it, you're like the king of the kitchen. And there's various um, time lengths. Like some of them, are the average is about 25 minutes to make, but some of them are a bit longer, 45 minutes. Some of them are really quick 10 minute ones. If you're like, you know, want to make a quick lunch and then head out the door or a quick dinner because the kids are being a pain, which does happen a lot in this household. Gusto is so easy to use. Um, and I, I really enjoy it. It's made me enjoy cooking again. And Gusto gives you everything you need to create incredible home cooked meals, including perfectly portioned fresh ingredients and they are always fresh which is lovely and as i said easy to follow recipe cards uh, and with gusto you can choose as you said Charles, from 250 recipes a month uh including vegan vegetarian which we are at home as well and the veggie options are absolutely lovely they come delivered straight to your door any day of the week and you can basically start enjoying quality dishes today so yeah gusto makes planning meals that much easier it does. You can get the pre-portioned ingredients, which means, crucially, zero food waste, which can be an issue if you buy stuff from the supermarkets and take it home. And as we've said, easy to follow recipe cards. The ingredients are always fresh, high quality, so you know that what you're putting in your mouth is good quality. 
So you can sign up now for 60% off your first box. That's right. Just are giving blank listeners 60% off their first box and 25% off all boxes for two months. What a deal that is. All you got to do is head to gusto.co.uk, G-O-U-S-T-O.co.uk. Use the code blank to get that offer of 60% off your first box and 25% off all boxes for two months. Giles, what a deal. It's an amazing deal. Head there now. That's gusto.co.uk and use the code blank. Now, Jim, we should probably go back to we should probably go back to the beginning of this journey, Jim. Um, episode one. Now, wow, we should caveat this: this wasn't the first episode we actually recorded. So, you know, we will let people into a little secret. We had recorded a few sort of trial, not I suppose they were kind of trials. Mm, they were um, episodes uh, with some people locally to me, and we you came down and we did some stuff at my house and we recorded some episodes. And I mean, it was quite obvious early doors that we had something really good happening and the kind of themes that were coming up on the pod were exactly i kind of guess we were slightly surprised by but also it was like where we wanted to go with this um but our first actual episode was with the mighty john ronson i mean again like we have to pinch yourself sometimes you get to sit with these people and we went up to london this is back in the days where we did it with people uh which seems like a a million miles away now the idea of going and sitting with people and actually doing it in person but we went to john's hotel he was over here doing some talks um i think he was touring he had i think at that time he had a new podcast out with audible mm-hmm. um and um yeah and we talked about all different things didn't we with him like just literally whatever we could kind of grasp i mean he's such a has such a brilliant mind and has you know, written so many iconic books, uh, Psychopath Teff, So You've Been Publicly Shamed, uh, which I completely I was got wrong. Say, literally the first episode, yeah. and you got the, the, literally I think uh, in the intro, got the name of his book wanted, wrong. Wanted the ground to swallow me up because... So good. <laughs> I, you know, obviously meeting John, big, a huge fan of his work, huge fan of John's work, read all his books. I had this one question I wanted to get in early and then I completely <laughs> fucked up the name of the book and he had to, and he had to correct me. He was very nice oh, about it, but he was, yeah. I felt awful. Well, he was, I mean, hopefully I didn't last too long because he was really, really lovely about it. And it, it obviously wasn't an issue, although I'm sure as you're like me, you probably thought about it for days or weeks. Oh, still think about it later. now. But he was lovely about it, and yeah, he was really good first guest. Not not just in terms of like profile and stuff, but he was really sort of got into the subjects quickly and was gave us loads of good content. We, if you listen back to that episode, we don't really know what we're doing. No. Like on it, we we are that is fly by the seat of our pants territory, and we are really sort of working out what the pod is as we go. Yeah, um, which was the same with those three practice ones we did. Um, but I think over the next few months, it started to maybe the next year, it started to sort of become a more of a structured thing but i mean john was lovely that was a really weird day i remember sort of getting up into london he was staying in a really lovely posh hotel where like the to- I remember the toilets were like really glamorous mm, we had there. to be like, hand ushered towels up, and stuff didn't we ushered we up, ushered up mm. yeah into his room yeah um so we ended up sort of sitting on the end of his 
bed. Now, I sat in a chair. You sat on the end of his bed. I think he yeah. sat on the other chair. Obviously, I brought all the tech up. So we were like sort of trying to do the tech. I think yeah, from memory, I think everywhere. the tech went okay. But it wasn't any big issues. But it was obviously like there's an, there's an awkward bit. We've just met him. You sort of knew him through Twitter, I guess. And maybe that's mm. is, that, is that how we got the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah. So I'd approached John about coming on. Yeah. Yeah. But we were sort of, you know, sort of getting undoing the tech and getting to know each other. It was a bit awkward. Um, but then. Once he got into it, he was brilliant. But it was it it was a very I wasn't nervous, but I was definitely excited. I had that, that kind of mm. like anxious, uh, anxious in excitement. I think sort of going on that we were with this star and in his hotel room, and yeah, it all felt very proper. Um, but it really quickly got into a, a very comfortable sort of thing. And I remember taking a selfie with him at the end. Mm. I remember thinking. I wonder if he's done many selfies. Probably hasn't done many selfies. Doesn't mm. feel like a selfie kind of guy. And yet here we is, you and I making silly faces, and he's like <laughs> yeah. getting, getting involved. So it's a really lovely. He was an ideal. You know, imagine if we'd had our first guest then, and and maybe it wasn't our first recording, but our first big guest, and he'd been like whoever it had been, had been like really awkward or, mm. or maybe like rude or whatever. It might have put us off doing the pod forever. But the fact that we got John and he was so lovely, I think sort of set off us on set us off on the course. Yeah, and I think obviously knowing, you know, I approached him about being on the podcast. He, you know, I think he knew, you know, obviously knew it was a new podcast and, you know, like obviously I'd explained the themes and stuff about what we were trying to achieve with it. But, you know, he took a, took a punt on us to a certain extent because, you know, yeah. John doesn't need to go on, like, new no. podcasts to talk about his work. That no one's uh, listening to. Yeah, yeah. That, at that point, no one had listened to. But, um, yeah, so that obviously, like, always very grateful to John for, for taking a chance on us rookies. Um, but this clip I'm going to play now is you asking him about um, empathy in his work. And, obviously, at the time, Donald Trump was still... President Goss seems like oh again, God. yeah. Um, and asking, decades ago. yeah, yeah, no, and um, it was something we talked about with regards to Melania Trump and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this clip is about you asking about empathy and and if and how that works with John getting the best out of his subjects. But you you, yeah. see, you seem to have a real empathy for people, and I, is that a way you're able to connect to these people that don't want to be interviewed for uh, the shaming book or even someone like Melania? You, you seem to have a quite sort of empathy is your first way in is that, is that fair yeah i'd say so i always and once in a while I, I i find that the empathy was misplaced and that the person yeah you know there are people out there with sketchy character traits yeah who that as much as you try to to humanize them you just can't do it yeah. so that uh, that does happen from time to time with me um but it's always definitely always good to go in with a sort of open mind and open heart and from a place of empathy because most of you know many times most times going in with that approach uh you you do it does reap its rewards yeah it does can i say something yeah did you notice that i also because you'd got the book name wrong Mm. I didn't want to get it wrong, so I just called it the shaming book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was me being like, oh, God, am I gonna, if I get it wrong now, that's, such, that's even worse. So oh I'm just going to call yeah. it the shaming book. Who are these remember. clowns that don't know my work? And I'd read it in prep for the, pod, for the pod, uh, back so the I. I pod. <laughs> so and I. I really loved it. It's such a good book. That's and brilliant. I still reference it now in sort of conversations with people. It's still really relevant a lot of the content of the book so yeah i that was me being a bit nervous about getting it wrong but um i mean he's right about empathy I, i'd forgotten what a lovely gentle voice he has mm. it's a really warm 
gentle voice and I sort of and I wonder if that is another reason we felt sort of safe and comfortable in his presence that he'd he's just got a nice energy about him oh absolutely that's what I mean do check out his podcast which he's done various ones for the BBC and Audible because uh, he narrates them and yeah he has got a really lovely voice and uh yeah, and he and he is a very empathetic person. He's incredibly empathetic, and that's why he gets the best out of his subjects and the people that he kind of talks to. And, um, and in, I suppose investigates is not probably the right word, but the people that he kind of yeah um, does stories on. Yeah. yeah, he gets the best out of them because he is, you know, he is an empathetic person. And uh, yeah, and I felt it was great. It was great, kind of a, almost great advice for us going forward as well. How to be like that with our guests. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that, but I think that is true. And I think that is something we've tried to take into our our episodes each week. But yeah, yeah, I wonder if John sort of like sprinkled mm. the seeds a bit there for the sort of theme or the, the feel of the podcast. Yeah. So we were lucky to have him as the first one, weren't we? My word, what a lucky first booking. And actually, what a very influential and important first booking for us for this. It's helped shape the pod in the way it is, really. So we owe, we owe John a lot. We should do a follow-up episode with him. We should we should definitely do that. In fact, he's he's coming over soon because I've I've stayed in contact with John. Thank you know, it's, which has been very nice with a lot of the guests for staying in contact. And he's actually got a new show coming out. Um, and I think he's doing a new book as well. But anyway, he's got, certainly got a new show coming out. And I think he's coming over to these shores, so maybe we can do a part two at some point with him. Um, That'd be great. It would be lovely. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think having like the kudos of having someone like John come on the podcast definitely helped kind of attract other guests for sure. Definitely, definitely. And we were able to, in the first few weeks, say, oh, I've had John Ronson on the pod. And yeah, I think that helped a lot. Mm. I can't remember helping numbers. I can't, I think our numbers were terrible when we first started. I can't remember. Maybe it did. Maybe, maybe it was good. I can't remember, but it definitely would have helped. But I think mm. in the early days, really, it's more about um, feel of the pod and, and, and guests rather than sort of numbers, I think. So that definitely helped. Um, and yeah, and I think, we put, sorry, we you... put him in our trailer. Did we put him in our trailer? I think we did, didn't we? Made a trailer yeah. where I think we put him in along with a couple of other people as well from memory. Oh, I can't remember. That's so long ago. Yeah, I don't know. If, actually, I don't know if he is in the trailer, but uh, yeah, I think it's important to establish, like, you know, obviously when you're doing a podcast with guests, you want the sort of high profile ones to start with, but also the ones that are, you know, have, you know, are thought leaders and, and in, you know, are well renowned in their fields and obviously john is very well renowned in his field and very popular and uh, yeah def- definitely set a precedent for what we were doing going forwards and um yeah it was always it was just really privileged to get him on and uh yeah it was sort of sky's the limit after that i'm gonna listen to the trailer can we drop this in later in the edit everything sorry to create more work i'm listening to it now well you're gonna be mixing it Am I? Okay, fine. Okay. You said you were going to do the next two. <laughs> You're right. I did say that. Okay, here's the trailer then. You're not going to be able to hear it, but here's, here's yeah. the trailer. Oh, it's an advert. <laughs> <laughs> I think... It's Reg- an a- Acast advert. What? I think Reg is on the trailer. Do you ever Here have we go. those times when things just go a bit Things go a bit blank. Blank. Yeah. I'm Jim Daly. And I'm Giles Paley Phillips. And this is Blank. The podcast where we delve into those frustrating moments yeah. with well known names, including John Ronson. <laughs> so I think when you're doing He's a story, it. there has to be both empathy, empathy and curiosity, but also truth. Roisin Connerty. I think the brain just doesn't know why, why you're looking at it. Mm. And it's like, yeah, oh God, yeah. what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want your childhood? What do you want? Reginald Reg. D. Hunter. 
So you're trying to acquire more approval. So, yeah. ah, let me look around the world and see who don't like me today. <laughs> and many more. And many we more. have our own black moments too. I'm trying to finish a book. And I want to get back into stand-up comedy. You're working on a book? I've got the fear. Uh, so hopefully fear our guests will teach us how to overcome our own. <laughs> Still working on Join us from November the 7th and every <laughs> Wednesday 7th. thereafter for, uh, what's it called? Oh yeah, blank. <laughs> oh my word, terrible ending. <laughs> me going, join us for, what's it called? Oh, blank. Oh, yeah, blank. <laughs> we've always oh, thought that, that was, was so clever. Always, oh, that's, yeah, that'll win them round. Oh, so it was yeah. Reg, um, no, it was John, Roisin, and, and Reginald D. Hunter in the uh, in the trailer. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's interesting. I guess they were the ones we did quite early. And people, we should say, like, obviously we did those, I mean, probably, like, the first 100 episodes were in person, I think. Or maybe not quite that many, but certainly the first 50, 60 yeah. were in person. Yeah. And, you know, we used various different places. Sometimes we would go to people's houses or yeah. we'd meet them in hotels. Um, <laughs> yeah. or, uh, I think that's our only hotel-based one, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was, actually. Yeah, it sounds like we went to lots of hotels. It did feel quite Hollywood <laughs> doing that. Uh, and then we used to use a bar in off Newman Street called uh, yeah. Nordic. Nordic Bar. And they were very accommodating. And uh, so we did quite a few there, actually. Quite a few, few at Acast of, HQ. A few at Acast HQ. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of various different places. Um, it was it was quite fun doing that, though. It's quite fun seeing people in real life. It was. Um, it was quite a long day. Yeah. Especially for you. Um, and we made no money. But apart from that, it was, no, it was lovely. It, it was... It's been nice being able to do it online and actually not lose the feel of the podcast. Yeah. That's been really lovely. I think we worried that would happen during lockdown, sort of early twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, doing them in person was 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 fun, especially going to people's houses and stuff. I think you, we got some of our best episodes because in people's sort of like safe spaces yeah. and stuff. So that was that was really good. But yeah, John, I think John remains our only hotel. Yeah, thank you. Right episode. Yeah, but but another venue we did use a couple of times was this little cafe near King's Cross. And um, oh, yeah. honestly, one of my favourite people in the world, but also one of my favourite people to interview was the wonderful Dawn French, who we, we who we got to meet in person. And I'm so pleased we did because she's just the loveliest. You know, you know when you have like a kind of ideal of someone who you've seen in the public eye for a long time and you just hope they're as lovely as they appear... And she was even more lovely than she appears. She's just one of the nicest people I've kind of ever met. And, um, you know, as soon as she came in, we had big hugs and, you know, it was just lovely and such a warm person. And what a great episode as well. We found out so much stuff about her that I hadn't kind of realised, you know, a lot of stuff from her personal life when she was younger and her trips to America, pretending to be someone else. Yeah. All those things. It was really fascinating. And um, yeah, that was that was quite cute. That little place. It was just in the back of a cafe, wasn't it? In like a little room. Mm. It was kind of random, but I, I kind of liked it. What was it called? That place? I can't remember. It's called like ignition or something. No, not ignition. It was called. It's a one word. We'll yeah. find it by the end of this episode, and we'll because uh, they deserve a shout out really because mm. they were absolutely brilliant to us and let us use it for free, um, which is very kind. It mm. was. Um, perfect little it was like a little podcasty sort of it was a meeting room i think but it was mm. ideal for sort of podcasts as well and we did a couple there didn't we did jake humphreys there yeah. as well i think um dawn was the best oh my word you're right like from the from the first hug till the last 
hug. I want to say tear. I thought there were tears in that podcast as well. Mm. It was. It got really raw, and she was just like really happy to talk about really sort of like raw personal mm. stuff, which obviously is what the pod's about. But she was just yeah, really lovely. You're absolutely right. Like totally met your hopes and expectations. Actually, I would say even bettered them really in terms of the sort of person she was. Yeah, it was a really lovely. Probably got. Couple of hours in their presence, I guess. Really, felt like we we're probably there for quite a while. Um, and it's funny when you like watch a celebrity's interactions with other people, such so as really nice to the people serving the coffee, and just just generally clearly a really lovely person, um, really funny person. It, it, it was her story about her daughter through the uh, before I had kids. Was I? Maria might have just been born, mm. but um, talking about her daughter saying to the monitor yeah, go, go to we, sleep now yeah. good night good night good night wall yeah good night wall <laughs> which so i think good. even got in like some of the newspapers that little story because it was quite funny yeah i think that was one of the first episodes of ours that by then we were starting to get picked up by yeah. papers and stuff and and clearly some journals were uh were, li- were listening in for for bits which is great yeah, great for us helps promote mm. the pod but that was a particular little line it was she was just lovely and hilarious and 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 but open and and raw and everything you really want from an episode i think i think it's one of our not just our like best episodes but i think our best experiences yeah being well, the guest people when i talk about the podcast and people who know who then look up on the that you know people who haven't subscribed <laughs> so then they look up who's they, that who hasn't subscribed? well i know exactly but when i if i've ever talked to someone they say oh what well, i mean your, what is your podcast and they look it up and they go oh my god you've had some amazing people on and then they scroll through and they always say so who who was the nicest person to talk to or who was the best you know what was the best experience or you know who was the hardest i mean we've been really lucky that we've not had any difficult people, no one really, really. yeah uh but I I often say Dawn French is one of my favourites, but just because she was so how I wanted her to be, um, and and just a really lovely, lovely person. So I, I'm going to play a clip now, Jim. This one's her actually talking about, um, yeah, digging into those difficult moments and um, and what she does when she's going for a challenging time. A good mantra that the only way out is through. And that is true. It's so true. If you try to sidestep stuff, it just gets bigger. It's bigger. You know, so you've got to go through it. So when I've come to moments when I might have, for instance, blanked or whatever, I just think, right, head straight in the shit. (laughs) Go in there, feel it. Oh, God, it's horrible. It's humiliating. Or I've made a huge mistake. Or I've upset that person. or, Or that felt wrong. Or somebody's betrayed me. Or, you know, whatever those big... Or grief or any of these things that are huge in life and that can strangle you. I just sort of go right into it. I don't know if I'm a bit of a drama queen. but Maybe there is that element of me that just thinks right let's have it bring it on you know let's have it and let's have it with all the crying and everything that goes with it I sort of think that if you visit it strong and tough you um you, everything afterwards is such a relief she's got the she's got blank in there as well I mean I what, know. what do you want from an audiogram I know she's got the yeah totally totally she's like hit all brand, the marks roll the branding all the good <laughs> all the all the perfect content for our podcast so yeah no yeah. brilliant brilliant guest and uh, yeah I have very fond memories of Dawn and uh, another person I've been very privileged to stay in touch with and uh, yeah she's just a really lovely human being did we get hot chocolates 
Or was that the Jake one? I feel like the, one of those we got... We, we, no, we, we got, got coffees with Jake because we talked about coffee. I remember he'd said right. he'd started... Because having kids, he'd become a bit of a connoisseur of coffee. Oh, so, yeah. he, he, so coffee was a big thing for him. But did we have hot yeah. chocolates then? I, I think like we I had, had hot, hot chocolate cho- on the way out. And I think Dawn was like, oh, I'll have one of those as well. And I think yeah. we all the hot chocolate. <laughs> I remember talking a lot about biscotti, Biscoff spread on that and how it was like I hadn't heard that they'd done this and since then I've discovered it and bought copious amounts of it and and it's delicious um, but remember thinking what how oh, this isn't possible surely they've created this this hybrid of Nutella and Biscoff uh, yeah but it was I um, need to get some of that. I'd completely forgotten about the Biscoff bread yeah it's good I stuff man it's good yeah if you make a Biscoff you can make a Biscoff cake with it it's very delicious oh Okay, I'm going to actually add it to our next Sainsbury's order. Do it, do it, do it. Um, what a lovely way to round off that clip. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant guest. So moving on, um, I think probably one of the guests we had who probably gave us the most merchandise material. <laughs> uh, is, I know who this is. I know where you're going. With yeah, this. is um, is the wonderful Sanjeev Bashkar who who came in. To, we were at Acast headquarters to record that one, and um, obviously been a big fan of everything that Sanjeev has always done. But actually, didn't I guess I wasn't probably expecting him to be so philosophical and thoughtful and wise such wisdom and um yeah such a brilliant guest so many takeaways from that podcast and yeah obviously gave us lots and lots of ideas for merchandise i think we sort of started to think after that oh we need to start kind of (laughs) capitalizing on all this brilliant advice we're being given and we just and we just stopped (laughs) yeah We've had every episode, we're like, that'll make a t-shirt, and we haven't written any of them down. <laughs> no. And we've missed out on it. If anyone wants to go through our episodes and um, <laughs> write down all the quotes we said, that's a, that's a really horrible thing to ask. I'm sorry. There was someone out there who fancy doing it. Yeah. Um, then we will actually, I think we should, this year, crack on with the, making some of those actual t-shirts. Mm. But he gave us, I'm actually on our on our merch site now. Where are we? Here we are. Blank. Podcastmerch.co.uk. Um he gave us, I think, our first one. Fearful blank, neutral blank, happy blank. Mm. That came out of that interview, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh. But there was there was so many. Like, there was loads of stuff that he talked about. And, yeah, and he's just got a lovely way of speaking. He's very um, charismatic and erudite. And, uh, yeah, I was really blown away by that episode. I just, you know, like I say, I've always been a fan of Sanjeev's. Um, and uh, we, I mean, we talked about all sorts of things. His love of the Beatles, and he was spoke yeah. so passionately about all that stuff. He'd been to see, I think, a, a, um, or gone to listen rather to a, a new new Dolby Atmos version of, I think, the White Album or something. And you know, he was so like everything he talked about, he was sort of very passionate about and talked in such a enthusiastic way. You know, there was you couldn't help but fall in love with that particular subject. Yeah, uh, he's also in that Dawn French kind of category for me as um, lovely nineties comedy person. Mm. It's very sort of it gives gave off really similar vibes. No ego about him, just like happy to sit and chat. Gave the impression it's very sort of like 
um, thankful for the opportunities he's had and um, just a really nice individual. And then when you think about it, you're watching someone or you're with someone that you watched on TV like all the time in the 90s and, you know, was a bit of a staple of your sort of TV viewing habits. So it's a really light with Dawn, a really lovely experience to have. Slightly different in the studio. Yeah. It's a bit, you feel a bit more professional in there. It was a good setup um, that they had up there. Mm. And not, I actually think I preferred probably doing the cafe with Dawn um, and maybe a Nordic. Nordic used to be like, I used to get frustrated at Nordic because you'd, you'd go in there and I'm like, yeah, hey, how you doing guys? Oh, there's some drilling in the back. Do you mind? Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally the one thing we don't want. So no, not great. Oh, we haven't, the tables aren't set up. And it's like, like no, yeah, no yeah. to plug in, like a bit of a mess sometimes. Um, but that kind of added and to the atmosphere a little bit. Like it, we, it did. And it, I mean, I guess it made us look maybe less, um, a bit more amateur. Um, and, you know, we had some great guests come Big guests. Big there. guests. Louis Theroux was there. David, David Baddiel. Baddiel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Michael big Rose guests. and various. Amanda Abington, you know, uh, lots of really big guests. Yeah. Ben Miller, I'm just on the top of my head. Ben Miller, Rage, Dee Hunter. Yeah, so lots of really big guests. But, you know, it kind of added to the... Uh, I mean, I, I remember when we had Louis there, uh, it was great. I had to go and get, um, I remember I, I ended up being a bit late to meet him there. With uh, You were there, fortunately, but I had to go and get some coffee because there's no coffee. And then I had to make him a coffee, but they didn't have any cups or mugs. So I had to make it in a glass. And then yeah, I remember right. I was thinking like, oh God, this is like the worst cup of coffee ever. And... Um, he was very gracious about it. And then obviously, like, later down the line, we realised there was a really nice coffee shop, like, two doors down. We could just gone and got some coffees. Yeah, with the donut, so desperately, donut Yeah, desperately trying to create um, coffee in this in this bar that was, you know, is used, I guess, as a pre-club bar. They don't have any, like, things like coffee or anything. Um, well, yeah, well, we, we were like, can we make coffee? And they're like, well, we've got this jug and we've got water. <laughs> and they'd be like, don't, don't worry, we'll get a kettle next week, it'll be fine. Came back next week. We've got the jug. We're like, where's the kettle? We just want, literally just want to make one cup of coffee. It was, it was, or it was, yeah, it was like being a student. Yeah. Student <laughs> yeah. And I because also, if you look, that we did lots of, um, we actually got a photographer, my friend Amy came and we did some photos with Louis because, you know, a huge fan of Louis Fruit, Mike, you know, it was a pinnacle kind of guest for me at the time. And uh, so I went some photos and you can see on the table, there's like um, that sort of UHT, like long lasting like milk. I mean, it was horrendous. I mean, he was very, like I say, he was very gracious about this uh, awful cup of coffee that I made him. But um, that was every every day we go in, every time we go into Nordic, there'll be another random person. We're like, who are you? (laughs) Oh, I'm the new manager. Where's the old guy? Oh, he got, he left. What? It's like two, what? He only been there three weeks. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> shambles for a play but to be fair they were always really good to us so we should i don't even know if it's still there maybe it's not still there but it's were, still there they're still like uh, i still see stuff on instagram comes up so that no they were very kind um to let us use the uh and it, and it did have a, a slight atmosphere about it It was always quite dark and dingy <laughs> yeah. um so <laughs> not but, very welcoming for no uh, but i kind of liked there was something sort of interesting about it and um we got some great episodes there so we can't knock it too much no but also we just i felt like we were always like struggling of the tech and i was like yeah my big suitcase of all the mics and stuff and yeah going anyway back to sanjeev <laughs> going to um the actual studio oh it was like a breath it's, of fresh air wasn't it like we could make like, him a nice cup of coffee yeah and you know it was he didn't have to suffer <laughs> <Nordic> <laughs> um 
Do you know what we've 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 introed Sanjeev by talking about Louis Theroux longer than I think we're talking about him for? But no, lovely guy, helped us on our merch journey. Yeah, I think then he we sent him a t-shirt and he promoted it on Twitter and Instagram, didn't he? So he's he's, he's always been helpful for us. Really, really, really appreciate it. Yeah, he did. He's bless him. And like I loved his show, I'm um, Unforgotten, uh, which is which is coming back actually. So um, definitely um, check it out on ITV brilliant um sort of police drama and uh he's he's known for it because his character has a, a rucksack a very specific rucksack that he wears all the time it's pretty much glued to him and now when like a new series has been filmed he just does a picture of the rucksack so people know that there's a new series <laughs> but bless him on that photo he did he 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 was in um he was obviously in like a ch- uh, changing room or something and he had like his uh the mirror and he had his his t-shirt his blank t-shirt on and he was taking a picture of that with his rucksack so bless him it was really lovely of him to do that because yeah yeah, a lot of people really love that show so it was like a kind of calling card for the show but then he he was promoting us as well so that was really lovely of him yeah yeah really appreciate really appreciated uh just him in general yeah absolutely top line so yeah here's a little clip of sanjeev in terms of encountering difficulties in your life you know obstacles and stuff like that and I said, you know, that you are always defined by what you do next. You know, who you are is your next decision, not the last thing that happened to you, because it could have happened for a number of reasons. It could have happened because of your own sort of uh, miscalculation. It could be just unfortunate, you know, loads of things. But the next decision is yours. So that's who you are. So that was my thing with, with hitting um, obstacles. Mm-hmm. And the th- whole thing about knowing the difference between your instincts, which I think are always right, and your fears, because your instincts and your fears speak with exactly the same vocabulary, in exactly the same accent, with exactly the same cadence. And so how do you know? How do you know whether it's your instinct speaking or your fear speaking? Because that's going to inform your decision, which is going to be who you are. And my thing was that and this may sound oversimplistic, but it was kind of, okay, take the decision. The, the instinct one is the one that's coming from love every single time. And that can be, you know, love for somebody else, love for a situation, love for yourself as well. But that is the highest you. The, 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 the step that you take, which is a loving step, is the highest you. Hmm. And it's not about being judgmental on people who take the fearful step. But it's it's part of that journey is to kind of understand it, understand it in yourself, and then understand that other people face those same, you know, crossroads all the time. I mean, it's oh my god, beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> That's really powerful. I'd yeah, completely forgotten about that. Wow, what and what a voice as well. Yeah. God, there's some really nice stuff. We, we've had to, we've got, we've got some good nuggets, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, I mean, really nice really thoughtful i mean it's clearly a very smart and intelligent and emotionally intelligent as well because not you know not everybody's intelligent is emotionally intelligent but extremely emotionally intelligent and um i can say very erudite and can yeah yeah it was a really beautiful episode I remember so many things i took away from that episode with sanjeev and um yeah lovely lovely man and yeah, just listening to that again, I'm just thinking about it and I'll probably take that away again today and sort of dwell on that and reflect on it. We, sh- we should 
put links to these episodes, shouldn't we, in the show notes. I'll, I'll, I'll link them all in so that if anyone's heard a clip and thought, oh, I like that, mm. you can. So I'll definitely link to this one because it'd be, um, yeah. I mean, they're all worth a listen, but yeah, that was a good episode. Really good. Man, that's really taken me back to that studio. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. What a time. Yeah. What a time. Great time. Um, so we, we sometimes we sometimes get some of Hollywood's big names on occasionally. Yeah, uh, we've had a, you know, and this guest at the time was, I guess, starting his trajectory towards Alias. But I mean, he's certainly there now. Um, Stranger Things is quite possibly one of the biggest shows ever. Ever, yeah. I mean, you could argue that, couldn't you? Uh, certainly the biggest show on Netflix for non-Netflix people. Um, it's one of the biggest shows on Netflix. Uh, but obviously he's now started doing Marvel movies and he had a big film out at Christmas. Um, it's David Harbour who, yeah, is, I suppose has gone into the stratosphere with regards to his career. When we talked to him, he was, I mean, I think Stranger Things had maybe done maybe season three it was coming up to perhaps, or they just filmed yeah. season three. So he was still on that trajectory, but, we did talk to him a lot about the fact that, you know, he used to be able to, I remember him saying that he was able to, he used to be able to wander around New York and not be bothered by anyone. But now it's, uh, it was a no-go area. Basically he had to like wear caps and go in disguise and, you know, and subsequently he's um, got married to Lily Allen and, and lives a lot of his time over in the UK. And I think he gets possibly less bothered in the UK, we're a bit more standoffish sometimes with celebrities, aren't we? We get a bit like um, yeah. spooked. Um, so I think maybe, yeah. But certainly he talked a lot about that. But he also did talk a lot about his love of, of England and he'd been here a lot in his youth and done youth theatre over here. And um, he told us about living in Bristol and eating tongue sandwiches. Oh, yeah. It's all coming back that. to me as we're talking about it. He um, He was the first episode we did over Zoom. He was, and it was Skype back then. Zoom Skype. wasn't even a, a thing, was it? Well, yeah, I mean, that's right, it was. pre-pandemic. Yeah, it would, would have been, yeah. Um, at, at Acast, I think, they, mm. they John set us up in that little room. And we, uh, yeah, you're right, it was Skype. Um, and he was absolutely lovely. He was, I think, one of those ones where I was quite nervous beforehand because he's a big, big name, quite imposing guy. Mm obviously plays intimidating characters, but he was absolutely lovely. Um, it would have been nice to be in the same room as mm. him, obviously, but it was, it was our first sort of cr- international, wasn't it? I guess yeah. he, he would have been in, in New York or LA, I guess. He was in New but... York. Yeah. He got an, his apartment in New York. And uh, yeah, I, I remember just being struck how jovial he was, very jokey. Yeah. And um, I mean, we talked about some deeper subjects. He's, yeah. he's, he's got bipolar, like he, and yeah. he talked about how, when he's working, he doesn't get affected by it so much. But when he's not working, it's um, it, it, it's not as under control. But uh, yeah, it was it was really interesting talking about all that stuff, and he was very candid and honest about those things. But um, but yeah, very very upbeat and jovial and 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 good company. But I remember yeah. that was the same day we did Louis through. So we'd done a live with Louis in in Nordic. Then we had oh, really a, yeah yeah, and then we had to hot foot it over to Acast to do this one. Oh, so two big. That big ones in that day so i think i wasn't so nervous about david i think the moment the moment i got nervous was when i didn't think the 
tech was working very well. And we weren't sure it recorded. Yeah, and we were right? try, trying to get him to record on GarageBand. And I remember him saying that the, the metronome was going. And he was like, I can't deal with that for the whole thing. <laughs> and yeah. he turned that off. And then and I think he accomplished recording on the GarageBand. And I thought, oh, great. We're going to have really good audio quality. And then spoke to his uh like a, a pa his assistant and um apparently they just couldn't find the audio they weren't able to export it uh so we never got that audio so at some point in time there was some brilliant audio um but so we had to deal with the the skype audio so i remember like playing around with the audio for ages on various different programs to try and smooth it out i mean yeah. actually like we're used to it now with zoom and stuff we don't you know yeah. um but, but at this the time, was pre-zoom yeah i was thinking oh god it, you know it doesn't sound as good as we normally have it kind of thing and i know like you know audio is obviously is the name of the game and we want it to be perfect every week but uh we live in a different world now it's fine um, i don't think anyone cares anymore no, no one, one cares no one anymore cares. everyone's used to it yeah um but i think at the time it was like oh god it doesn't sound very good but actually it sounds that sounds absolutely fine but i do remember both of us being a bit stressed in that little uh studio room that we couldn't find the record button <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was probably a big red button and we couldn't and then a bit stressed like is this recording i think looking over a few times like is it still okay it's still recording and then at the end like I think at the end we left it running and got John to come in and sort of turn it off. Yeah. So we press the wrong button and delete it. And, and also, was... yeah. And David was on a, on a, like he had like another meeting to go to. So it was like at the beginning he was like, look guys, I've only got like 45 minutes or whatever. And you're like, Oh, yeah. we, 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 you know, we were desperate to get an hour. Um, so it's all, <laughs> you know, all those things. But having said all that, the stresses and everything, you go for these things. It was a great episode. And yeah. uh, again, so many takeaways and, um, David is also someone who, in his uh, little snip clip that I'm going to uh, play you, has managed to segue in the branding for the, the podcast. Yes. You know, I think the tenacity thing is huge. And I think that um, I, I also really firmly believe in this cause and effect idea that if you are having a blank moment or whatever, that if you take an action, and if that an act- action is whatever it is, if it's intended to be something that you want to become further or that you want to be further, that simply the taking of that action will produce a result. It may not be that day. It may not be a week from then, but it will over the, over your lifetime, continue to, to move you toward that path. Yeah, that that's so true. Do you know what? That is such a thing that I, I always think back to that when I'm, um, I put a thing out recently saying like, I'm, when I'm always waiting for things to happen, I forget to make things. Uh, you know, when you're waiting for those projects to take off or whatever, and you stop kind of making, you're just waiting. And I think, like, that idea of taking an action and actually doing stuff while you're, you know, waiting for other stuff to come off is is really effective. I agree. And also, the audio wasn't great, was it? <laughs> <laughs> actually, no wonder you played around with it. Like, mm. yeah, I can... I, I can compared to our normal stuff yeah that didn't was not to a normal standard now that'd be fine i'd be, I'd be happy with that yeah now, now but but life has life has changed but yeah, um, it has yeah yeah what a great guest he was that was uh that and again a bit like the john ronson one i think that left us feeling a bit more confident about doing uh video calls so i think after that we were like oh we could do so and so is in la so and so is in australia so that opened up a little world for us to do which we do obviously we do them all now but we we do do quite a few international people as well so i think that helped us in our journey there absolutely yeah and i think it was always a 
goal to have international guests on, but you know, it's not obviously it's you know time restraints and you know people's schedules are always difficult. But I think now in the in the world we're living in, we've had obviously had quite a lot of guests over. Um, obviously, we do all our guests remotely now, but we've had lots more international guests and that's been great kind of open the doors and like you say, gave us the the courage to do that and actually reach out to people overseas, um, to do those kind of, um, episodes. And, uh, David was the first and, um, certainly not the least. I agreed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, it was a really, really great episode. And, uh, if you're not a, uh, subscribe to Netflix. Maybe subscribe and watch Net and watch Stranger Things, which is a fantastic if you haven't show. if you haven't watched Stranger Things by this point, maybe don't I can't watch. I can't help you. I can't help you. What have you been doing with your life? Yeah, yeah, true, true. But yeah, David's brilliant, brilliant actor, and um, yeah, look always look forward to seeing what he's in next. And um, it was just nice to have him on before before he was really big because we'd never get him on now. We, no, quite. I don't. Think, I think that booking wouldn't happen. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we timed we timed that one well. And I would I would say you know look at the correlation between coming on the blank pod and then becoming a worldwide superstar. You know, I'd say we probably had a hand in that journey. Oh, with every single guest, mate. Yeah. Even if they were already exactly. an international superstar, <laughs> we still helped. Yeah. Now, talking of superstars, uh, I'm doing all these segues. It's very radio four, isn't it? Love them. Um, one of one of another real favourite, um, who we again recorded a cast with, and uh, was one that I'd wanted to talk to for ages. Was the um, amazing Dame Kelly Holmes, yeah. who I mean has achieved so much in her in her athletics career, but. I remember it being a very kind of poignant episode. We talked a lot about, um, you know, personal trials and tribulations that she'd had and like losing her mom, um, which, uh, you know, again, it, w- it was quite an emotional episode and um, talked a lot about her early life in the military and then getting into um, into athletics and being a pro athlete and then winning gold medals like at Olympics and world championships. I mean, you know, what what a superstar you know she is as an as a as a person but also as an athlete yeah absolute superstar and um but was a really lovely lovely person to sit down and talk with and did this one did get raw like there's there's a lot of 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 very honest moments in this one uh and i appreciated her sort of bringing that energy and that openness to mm. the to the studio from memory this was another one at acast i think that we recorded in the in the studio um I, yeah, so I remember, remember those mics. Those mics being quite hot, actually, and uh, not having to have them too close to your. Oh, suddenly, I haven't been there a long time. I'm trying to get real memories of being in that in that studio with those mics. And um, did they have those little ni- window? Yeah, did they have those nice shore mics? I think they had those they had nice really shore three something know, like that. The ones so, that hang down a bit. Yeah, they, I think they're, they're the night night. That I think they're the shore fifty uh, sevens. 57 B's or something anyway that's a bit geeky but yeah they are they're the ones that you see on like uh all the big podcasts because they're quite expensive microphones yeah they are it's a nice little i mean we shouldn't we're not even hosted by them anymore i shouldn't really be picking them up but yeah audio boom they're they're our enemy audio boom for the win team audio boom um 
No, they were they were good to us, the team over there. Mm. John and John and Lizzie and everyone. They yeah, were they yeah, were yeah. they were really good to us and always welcomed us. And Sam, know, Sam as well was good. And Sam, yeah, yeah. Well Sam was our first I think our first point of contact there. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just it's suddenly taken me back talking about Dame Kelly and then the Sanjeev episode of sort of being back in those studios. But anyway, she was she was a brilliant guest. I mean, you know, an honors list for days. Um, but a real icon of the sport and mm. lots of people look up to her. She's obviously had some, some big news and, and, and lots of um, uh, sort of honest moments since that interview mm. in terms of her personal life. And But I think she really is a sort of an icon and a mentor for a lot of people. And she seemed to really appreciate that. And I think embraces that side of... Because when you're that successful in the sport, you sort of are automatically. Mm. Um, but I think she feels a real responsibility to help people uh, in, in, well, in sport and in life. So... This was a real, this was a very, this was a less jovial, this was a mm. more honest, raw, serious episode. Um, but it was, it was, it was one, definitely one of our better ones. And, and, and one of the ones that you come away really thinking a lot, a lot about. Well, it's one actually that probably started me thinking about our duty of care as, as podcasters, you know, like yeah. making sure, I think we'd been doing this anyway, but checking in on our guests afterwards and making sure they're happy with obviously what we talked about going out because that's yeah. obviously prominent i mean we don't want to put out stuff that people don't want to you know necessarily they, they might have said something in the heat of the moment or you know in the, in the moment of doing the podcast and they don't want that necessarily to go out there and although i don't remember we must have done that. i don't remember too many episodes where people have no no well and and as we've been you know as we always say we don't edit necessarily our conversations very you know certainly unless is that there is a moment like that when someone's like i don't want to actually that bit i don't want it to go out there but like i say it's very very rare um but it did make i think that was one of the first ones where i thought we we, we you know when things are emotional and stuff like there is a duty of care for from us to make sure that the guest is okay and it's you know we've had some other raw episodes over the years and you know it's it's something that we're very aware of and something that we try to do um with our guests if there has been a raw moment or an emotional moment that we you know we check in on them and everything and just make sure that everything's cool and groovy because you know we obviously really appreciate it when people are honest and open and candid about that particularly about personal life stuff yeah well the podcast doesn't really work without it so (laughs) You know, we are asking them to come into hopefully a safe space we've created and and be open and honest. And, mm. and she certainly was. Um, and I don't think she asked us to cut. I can't think of anyone that's ever asked us to cut anything, to be honest. So we've been very lucky in that mm. regard with all our guests. So, um, but yeah, this was a very uh, well, I'll say life changing episode. I think. Mm. And here's a little clip. 2003, when I was 33, that got on top of me, and that's when I first got really bad with my um, mental health problems because I had breakdown, depression, self-harm, suicide thoughts, didn't want to be here, hated everything about myself because everything was just seemed to... It was almost like I felt cursed. I was like, I keep getting there, then something's taken yeah. away, and then I get and something's taken away, and then I'm on a high and a low. It's like really weird position. Yeah. And I think that's because you... We all take on so much pressure on ourselves, and if we don't know how to express it, or don't know how to tell someone because we feel like they're going to judge us, we kind of get so caught up in our own little web that actually then we snap. And I snapped at that point because I didn't know who to talk to, I didn't even know what I was going through at that time. 
but I was already getting ready for world championships as well that year and within this period of time that I was at my worst I was half of me literally was felt like it was dying half of it was like but I'm living for my dream yeah and I went to those world championships and I got a, a silver medal no one knew what I was going through. No wow. one knew I was crying my eyes out each night. No one knew I was cutting myself. No one knew anything. And I stood on that bus room, and that was almost the most empowering moment that I ever had for myself to think, if I can go through all of this and be at the depths of despair, never going to get this worse again because I'm at it, yet yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm still winning medals. And that was my biggest change in and flip side for 2004 because yeah. I realise now that actually whatever's going to happen is going to come, but I fought for all this. I'm not going to give up now. Yeah. Wow. wow, powerful stuff. Mm. Yeah, it sort of really takes you back to that moment when you're sort of hearing that and kind of knowing what to say next. Yeah, I, apart from I, I'm clearly just going, yeah. I can I can hear myself nodding basically through that audio, mm. which I sort of do to try and be supportive. I think in these conversations, but I'm doing a lot of yeah because in my head I'm thinking, what on earth do I say to that? Or, uh, you almost can't. I think you just have to let it breathe a bit and just let those words be there and let the listeners listen to them because they're powerful words and let the listeners let it sink in before jumping in. And actually a bit of silence sometimes I think is actually helpful in that moment. And also let the person, let the guest think. They've just said something really honest and open. Let them think if they want to say anything. You'd probably like a therapist in a way. Now yeah. therapists leave that gap when you're talking because they don't want to talk over you and they want to just let you be ready to then hear something i think actually as a podcast guest when you're having raw stuff like that i think it's a very similar sort of skill yeah well it's that active listening thing isn't it yeah not yeah yeah wanting to um yeah give like you say let that breathe and sink in a little bit um before responding but also yeah. like you say letting the the person kind of reflect as they're saying it almost heading into 2020 mm. we had this thing called covid I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, which kind of put a, put a scuppered our kind of in-person podcasting. And I think there was a period where we thought maybe we'll just have a break from doing the podcast because we thought, oh, we can't make it work. I think probably thinking about the, the David Harbour episode and thinking we can't make this work long term, like doing it remotely. But then I think a few people, we did, I think we tried out a few different kind of bits of software like we used something called Zencaster which was a kind of audio only which thing that kind of remotely recorded you your end and I think we did an episode with Chris Addison but you couldn't see each oh, other yeah, yeah. and it was a bit like the sound was okay but it wasn't the best and then but you couldn't see each other so it was a bit rubbish and then we thought well we'll give Zoom a try I mean I don't even know what the first Zoom episode was that we did actually it'd be interesting to look back to I can't see, remember. To see what the first Zoom one was. Um, it might have been someone like Blake Harrison or something like that. I mean, Blake Harrison from In Between Us, yeah. various other things, obviously. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, it's much better being able to see someone over Zoom. And I thought, well, look, we, we're locked in now. We, we, we're going to be locked down. We're, gonna, we're not going to be able to do it, but we want to carry on doing the podcast. It was a bit of escapism, if anything, for us, yeah. wasn't it, every week? It was a weird time. It was a really weird time, and it was... Um, I remember setting up, originally setting up in my son's room. I didn't have a set up yeah. in, in, in my room at that point. Obviously, I have now. But um, obviously, you didn't have the cabinet, but you would have been at the flat back then, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I started off in the flat and then we moved into the current house. Yeah. In the spare room. There was that really spare room that was like full of 
junk and stuff. Yeah, well, likewise, my son's room was like not always the tidiest space. And um, yeah, so it was a weird time. And then, yeah, obviously getting into doing Zoom recordings. But at least with the Zoom recordings, then we could see the person and it made it a bit nicer to be able to actually interact with one another. I mean, even though when you're on Zoom, you only look at yourself. Um, it's uh, It was an interesting time. Um, but one of the guests that we had on who I'd wanted to talk to for a long time um, was the amazing Wim Hof. Now, he's <laughs> yeah. like become like an icon around the world for his Wim Hof techniques, his breathing techniques and um, the sort of um, cold swimming, cold ice baths, um, cold showers. Uh, yeah, all that cold kind of everything. Stuff. Cold everything, basically. Yeah, he's he's known as the Ice Man, um, but he's become sort of synonymous with this new movement um, that people are trying out. I mean, obviously, I live in Seaford by the coast. I see cold water swimmers. There's two big groups of cold water swimmers that go to the, dive into Ooh. the sea every morning, and um, I've done the odd cold shower and I've done some of the breathing techniques for sure. Um, but Wim is of just a force of nature. I mean, as yeah, soon as yeah. we jumped on with him, I mean, he's, he's uh, uh, hilarious, but like just um, so engaging. And I mean, he, he keeps sort of, uh, he obviously saw our names on, on zoom and he keeps saying, you must do this daily. Um, you know, like, and, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, that was quite funny. And then, um, but, all haven't said that he, he had again very poignant story that he came to this realization about the cold water swimming and the breathing techniques because his wife had had me- mental health issues and actually um took her own life um very tragically and he was kind of left with their four children and being a dad and um that was kind of the start of his journey into sort of this wellness practice which is now one of the biggest things in the world. Um, so, yeah, so incredible story, which he talks about in the clip I'll play in a minute. Um, but, yeah, what a force of nature Wim Hof is. Yeah, I mean, that is, I think that phrase was made for him, force of nature, absolutely. And, um, yeah, it was It was like being at a sort of seminar. It was, it was like we we're on a course or something. Yeah. And I was in the spare room, yeah, in that spare room that was full of, full of, junk essentially um i i do remember promising to have cold showers when he was on the call and i haven't had one since. <laughs> you've and let i think him down. i knew deep down i wasn't gonna do it but i was like yeah yeah Wim, no i'll do that don't no problem it's just it's not for me i don't think we did however do the breathing on the podcast we actually did the did breathing that was breathing. good yeah, yeah. And it is really and that, good. Good, it was. It? I won't. Uh, that wasn't. I will say that wasn't faked or anything. Like I genuinely did get a, a rush from doing that, and it was interesting. But again, that's what led it to me feeling like I've sort of signed up to a course with with women, and uh, was at this sort of weird wellness wellness seminar of some sort. Mm. But it, was, it was fascinating. We hadn't had a guest like him before. No, so or since. Was, and that was all since. No, but that was us like definitely going down a different path of of guest. Um, yeah, it was a funny old episode, really. I, I, the world felt weird at the time, so I think this only added to it. Um, but also, I think one of those guests where you, we didn't, we probably asked about three or four questions in total, just didn't need to really do much. Just He just went into Wim Hof mode. Yeah. Um, 
but it was a very memorable one. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, yeah, one of our madder episodes. Yeah, and I think, like you say, it gave us the courage to kind of look outside the box. From and we'd also talked to a lot of creatives before, but we maybe not the the thought leader type things that we. And then we've obviously gone on and we've we've expanded and in recent you know months we've definitely done that and you know we've got lots of episodes coming up that have you know a little bit more outside the box with regards to guests and it's always fascinating to learn these things from people like like wim who are very obviously very he's a very charismatic and you can see why people have been drawn to him and his move this movement that's created um yeah yeah and uh, yes, yeah, and obviously he's done shows on BBC now with like they've done celebrity kind of Wim Hof stuff with all the ice cold water, and so he's be- he's become mainstream. Like you know, so it's not another like... one of our guests that we've helped propel. Oh, exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so brilliant guest, very f- fascinating to talk to, and um, yeah, this and obviously I said at the top of this that. Um, he talks about his journey and and one of the reasons what got him into this is um yeah it's in this clip i'm about to play in 95 my woman the mother of my four children she jumped from eight stories down and all the psychiatrists and all the psychologists did not know what to do with that but giving her pills medicines therapies shock shocking therapies and all nothing worked and that is technology. That is the know-how of us. That is the wisdom of us through science. And I was looking at it helpless, helpless, helpless. I saw her decline. She, she was a beautiful woman, very alive, alive, talkative, talkative. And then the shadow came. And nobody was able to take the shadow away. And that resulted in the jump after kissing goodbye her children from eight stories down. So how deep can you go? This is where I got. I had no money. I had four children alone, and I was uh, heartbroken. That's the way where, and where I started. Mm. Life has its ways, in one way or in another. It is my children who made me survive because I had to. somebody had to be there completely for them create a new nest just to be there no thinking being there because he wants this she wants that and and nice and comforting especially because the mother is not there you got a substitute you got a substitute for two you got to create a nest a family one way or in another the cold water then at that moment stilled my mind you know in the in the cold you do not think you just go in. It's an exercise. You train your, your your vascular system. You get a lot of energy. And I had a lot of energy. It gave me the bloody irrational energy, which I needed to, uh, to serve my children, to create a nest, to be there. And if you sign up to my course... For just $39.99 a month. You too. That is the can... infomercial. Oh, I, I, God, I, I kind of forgotten all that as well, really. But powerful stuff, really powerful stuff. Incredibly he, powerful, yeah. He talks so, doesn't he, with the passion of someone who has sort of like turned his life around, and um, you know that really came across. That really came across there. He is very persuasive, you know, in terms of making you get behind 
the things that have changed his life. And I definitely left that call being like, yeah, I, I am going to have cold showers. Yeah. I'm like, God, it's going to change my life. And then within that like half an hour, it's like, nah, nah. it's too cold. I'm not going to have a hot bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I think that because it is such a powerful story, you know, how he got to what he's doing now, that I think that's part of the, the framework of it really, because, you know, he's yeah. gone through these very difficult moments and, uh, yeah, I, funny enough, I was speaking to someone recently who had been diagnosed with stage four cancer about three years ago. Went yeah. through horrendous chemotherapy, um, but made some severe lifestyle choice changes. You know, changed their diet, got more into exercise, started doing Wim Hof, um, breathing and uh, the cold water um, techniques. And... Yeah. Um, Three years on is now cancer free. So, wow. I'm, I'm not. I'm caveating out the saying that's not necessarily going to be the case for everybody. Um, but certainly for this person, that was a big life changing. Um, obviously, a big life changing event that they had to go through. But have, you know, using some of these techniques. Um, not saying again. I'm not saying that it contributed to their them being in remission. But it was something that got them through a very dark period. Well, I, I mean, you can't argue with anecdotal um, evidence sometimes. So, you know, and that, that's really, really powerful to hear as mm-hmm. well. Um, and there'll be many people with similar stories that, you know, swear by Wim Hof and his techniques. So absolutely, absolutely fair play. And to be fair uh, to, and I should caveat that to be fair to Wim, if you do any, you only have to do some very basic research on, on his stuff. He has actually put himself over to science. He's been trialed in, uh, his, his techniques have been trialed with himself. I think he was injected with E. coli in a university study and, uh, God, yeah. um, which we did talk about on the podcast, if you want to go back and listen. Um, so he has given himself over to science to sort of prove that some of these techniques are based in, you know, in, in, in science and, and actually do work scientifically. So not many people that are wellness gurus do do that. So, you know, again, fair play to Wim for being open to, to actually putting his, uh, his techniques and his ideas um, under some sort of severe scrutiny. Yeah, I think a lot of people think the wellness stuff is sort of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> but I think well, he's, I think some uh, of it is. I probably is. Probably is. Don't know that world at all. Uh, but I think he is proof of someone that is uh, willing to uh, do the work, I guess, as they say, and uh, and be proof that it can it can work. So yeah, great guest to have, and again, someone that's then ended up doing a lot of other becoming even more well-known since becoming on the pod. So lucky that we got him sort of at the start of... Or, or lucky, for lucky for him. Lucky for him. Lucky for him, really. Yeah. yeah. You're I'm welcome, a... Wim. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, Wim. You're welcome, uh, <laughs> David Harbour. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who else can we help next? Yeah. Uh, so if you want to help up with your career, and you want to <laughs> then get in contact with us. And... Blackpodcast2018 at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. T- today blank podcast, tomorrow Hollywood. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Now, someone who will be knocking on Hollywood's door very soon. Um, and is one of, I would say, the best actresses 
in Great Britain right now um, is the wonderful Vicky McClure. Yeah. Uh, it's just going from strength to strength. I mean, I don't know if you saw her last series, um, which was absolutely incredible um, uh, on ITV. But yeah, just goes from strength to strength. I mean, everything she sort of does is brilliant. I mean, I, we got to talk to her over, lock, I think it was 2020 still, over lockdown. Yeah. And um, it was like talking to an old mate, really. Yeah. Really easy to get on with. Very down-to-earth um, football fan. So we got to talk about that. And her her bloke is a big football fan. Her bloke is a big... But he's not in Forest. He, he's actually yeah, a director. Johnny, there. isn't it? Johnny... Last name, can't remember his last name. Yeah, big forest. Fan. Uh, sorry, big. You say forest. Yeah, he's forest. Oh, and, but but she was not county. She, but she, yeah. So I think her dad's not county. So she's right. kind of on the yeah. So right, any uh, episode we talk about football is is good for me. No, lovely, lovely person. And um, uh, this was now what what series of Line of Duty was about to come out or had this was this was a before it had sort of all kicked off, wasn't it? I think there were people were like. One of those shows where I think people are quite committed to it, but it during lockdown it really kicked off, yeah. didn't it? In terms of the most recent series, so again, are you trying to say that you're we, welcome? Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think I don't know if we can take the win on this one. I think Vicky was a very established actress before <laughs> we uh, and the show, but yeah, yeah, certainly, yeah. I mean, Line of Duty went bigger and bigger and bigger yeah, didn't it, every big, season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Vicky's just such great company. And like I say, the last series without sin that was on ITV was fantastic. And trigger point she's done recently on ITV. was also great. Um, and she's just a lovely, lovely person. Um, really great company. And we talked about all sorts, didn't we? With her, just like, like I say, it was like having a cup of tea with an old mate. It, yeah. It was a more of a tea, a tea episode than a pint. I would say it was a, t- yeah. it was a cup of tea episode. Did we talk about tea blends on that one? Was that that one? Or was that a different episode? I think I think that different might episode. be a different one, but um, yeah, I can't remember, but I can see a uh, weird, I can, again, this was an, an early, an early zoom one, I mm. think, but I can see the little room she was in. I still see it in my head. There was yeah. a side room. Um, I think backed out onto sort of the kitchen or living room or something, but um yeah, yeah, lovely person. Really easy to talk to. Obviously, like talked a lot about Shane Meadows and 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 this is England and all that stuff. And that was, you know, as any film buff will love, any film nerd. I mean, almost certainly going to be into Shane Meadows stuff. Um, the behind the scenes on that kind of stuff and the casting process and stuff was fascinating. So, but she's someone that's like just always been there. You know, mm. another guest. She's always been in stuff that you've seen. She's always just been there, and I think. Um, but is now really enjoying a sort of uh, the apex of her. Well, apex makes it sound like this is the this is it for her. No, the the crescendo. Yeah. Of the. I'm not saying she's on the down. This is it. She's going to go down. I'm talking. I'm saying yeah. She's she's rightly enjoying the fruits of her labour. Yeah. You're That's you're basically saying say. come back on the pod, otherwise your career is going to go into freefall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You better come back on, or else we we will we will blacklist you. Somehow we got no, we have no contacts in any of the industries, but uh, no, no, absolute star on and off the screen. Yeah, and say. again, I'm so lucky that I get to keep in contact with some of these people. And Vicky is someone I I regularly chat with and ca- catch up with, and she's yeah, she's just a brilliant person, just a really great person to chat to. And she's done so much stuff with the Dementia Choir as well. We should we should sort of talk about that a little bit. That's um become a huge part of her life and uh yeah. an amazing charity and I've done a bit of fundraising for them as well. Um and uh yeah, incredible stuff. And I know that's very close to her heart and 
yeah, the, the the two documentaries he's done on that has been like really, um, I think eye opening for a lot of people, and also yeah, just amazing to to talk about that course. So yeah, Vicky's brilliant. She is indeed. I think this is a good time to slip the uh, slip the clip in. Let's do it. But you know, I am a great believer in what's meant for you will come to you, and it's it's all right saying that at thirty seven. You know, try telling that to a 17-year-old and it's just like, oh, my life, Mm. you know, why does everything go wrong? And I get it because you do feel like that. You do want things to speed up and then you start to get to an age where you're like, oh, wished I'd not sort of wished it away too quick. But, you know, I hope sometimes the message does get through to youngsters that those things that don't work out, there is usually a really good reason for it. So true. Sage Sage advice. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely true. You know, uh, that's oh god that's a good idea for a pod isn't it like talking to, it must be done talking to your teenage self what would you say to your teenage self oh, like, yeah. there, there'll be loads of great stuff in that from from guests i'm sure someone's thought that already but 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 she's absolutely right and i think that's a good way of making peace sometimes with the the the, the path you've had the journey you've had and the journey you're going to have um but it's hard it's hard but it, it helps when someone that successful and brilliant is 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 saying those kind of things because i think it's something we can all resonate with Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like, I think, um, again, Vicky does a lot of mentoring and stuff. Um, she still lives in Nottingham. So I think like a lot of the, the drama, um, workshops and stuff that she did again, again, round, uh, with Shane Meadows as well. I think something she's still involved with. Um, it's something we talked to Chanel Creswell about as well. She came through that with Shea Meadows, didn't she? Those yeah. Nottingham workshops. And, uh, and I watched yeah. that the other day. I watched, um, Fardy Rooney, Cork. Well, I started watching it. Oh yeah, um, it's very good. It's, I mean, it's it's complete. Like, if you're a football, oh, it's complete. I think if you're a football fan or a celeb person, or I guess law courtroom person, it's it's you can nerd out big time on it. I love the um, casting. Yeah, like, the, the Wayne, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne Rooney casting. Yeah, is brilliant. Um, it's just, who is the Wayne? I recognise the guy. Who's I recognise him, Rooney. but I can't remember who the actor's name is. Um, so is apologies. it the guy that was in Nathan Barley? Could be. <laughs> that was a brilliant show Nathan Barley now you're talking oh yeah yeah I'm going to find out who it was but yeah no um, yeah I mean Chanel that's a great episode as well we should do this again where we clip up more stuff because it's been really fun and we've got so many that we could we could get oh, we, I mean that, it's really hard choosing these little clips um, and obviously we've chosen eight today but yeah we could I mean there's there's 200 episodes um, I mean we could go very meta and start clipping this episode as a as a greatest hits <laughs> I don't think we could. It's not the guy. No, it's not the guy from uh, Nathan Barley. It's an actor called Dion Lloyd. Maybe we'll get Dion on and ask him about playing Wayne Rooney. But no, it's not the guy from Nathan Barley, whose name I now can't remember. So I'm going to have to look up that as well. Maybe we should get this guy on and talk about uh, Nathan Barley as well. Uh, that was uh, Nicholas Burns. Oh, okay, and he's go. been in loads of stuff. So anyway, sorry, I've I've detracted there from. Uh, <laughs> Uh, from what we were talking about, but um, this is what I do on the pod. This is why I have so many tabs open at the end of every episode. I know, and I didn't think you'd have any open today because we're doing sort of a greatest hits, but we've you've ended up doing the same thing. <laughs> Oliver Chris, he's in loads of stuff. He's in um, Mother Motherland. Oh, oh yeah, Julian yeah. Barrett. We should get Julian Barrett or Noel Fielding on to talk about um, Mighty Boosh. Oh my God, that'd be that'd be. That'd well, be I'm going to make that happen. Ben Winshaw. Ben Wishaw, sorry, is in Nathan Barley. He's now the uh, the voice of Paddington Bear. Ben Ben Wishaw, was he in that? 
Apparently. Wow. Called Pingu. I need to go back through. Spencer Brown. I've gigged with him, I think. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, sorry. This Basically, we're going through uh, the next 100 guests. Of yeah, that. yeah. We're going to start booking them now. Matthew Horn. Matt, Matt Horn was in Nathan Barley. Oh, everyone's in That it. is the next guest. Kevin Eldon. Oh, we should get him on. Oh, my God. He's been in Big Train and oh, loads, of, loads of great stuff. Well, if anyone's got any suggestions for guests, we'd, we're always open to hearing from you. Um, and you can get to uh, talk to us or contact us at Jim beautifully done you can email us blankpodcast2018 at gmail.com um if you are if you're a pr person who's listening who you know manages some ads if you're if you're a famous person who's listening somehow and you want to come on the podcast get in contact uh email is the best way blankpodcast2018 at gmail.com or we are on twitter facebook and instagram and the handle is at blank pod but i would say we check the emails probably more than the social media Mm. platforms so but yeah or if you're a listener and you either know a famous person or you just there's someone you love that you want to hear on the pod get in contact with us we'll try our best to get them on because uh, we've got another 100 episodes to get through and in 100 episodes time we'll do another l- clips episode like we've done just now yeah where we'll talk about um all the awkward things that happened off air with yeah. these guests not much <laughs> actually there isn't much awkwardness nah. it's actually a very lovely experience yeah that's the thing there isn't any gossip no, there's no gossip. No, no. Everyone's really lovely. I mean, I honestly, say everyone we've had on has been lovely. I don't think we've ever had anyone who hasn't been lovely. No, I completely agree. We've not had any that I've been like, why did we get that person on? Yeah. They've all been um, interesting. There's all been takeaways. Everyone's been nice to deal with. We've had a, a couple with tech issues. Maybe that's the most awkward thing we've had. Possibly we've had to sort of jump back on the call again. Um, but none really that weren't worth our time, I don't think. So, uh, yeah. And out of 200, oh, that's a good ratio. It is. So onwards and upwards. So thank you, Indeed. everybody, th- for listening. It's been yes. a pleasure to do this, actually. And, uh, yeah, it, it has, might have sounded like fun, a chore, it? but it, it wasn't. <laughs> well, we hope, well, you know, let us know. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you like these, when we've done just you and I chats before, people... Do, our listeners do seem to have enjoyed it so hopefully this has been enjoyable and we will do another one maybe 250 maybe a bit earlier yeah. than 300 yeah. um when we run out then of do let us <laughs> yeah when we can't book another guest when we've, when we've struggled to book another guest again we'll jump on so i'll see you next week for another one Charles, maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh no thank you to everyone all our listeners we you know and, and all our guests that have been on over 200 you know we really appreciate their time so very very grateful indeed and uh and here's to 300 absolutely That's it. Bye. (laughs) Don't get cancelled. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.